Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sarah Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Vicky Silverthorpe. After 10 years working as a PA in the sports and music industries for a pop star and professional sports people, Vicky decided that she wanted to concentrate on the area of professional organisation and decluttering. In 2010, Vicky started her first business in London. You need a Vicky, which has grown from strength to strength. Vicky and her team class themselves as serious professional organisers with a simplistic and practical approach. Vicky believes it starts at home. If your home is in shape, the other elements of your life will follow. So I am super excited to welcome Vicky Silverthorne to the show. Welcome, Vicky. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just can't wait to hear what you're going to tell us today because I know, having gone through my own breakup, just what it's like when you're facing a house full of stuff that you've got to work through, when you're already dealing with heartbreak, overwhelm, maybe betrayal, all those kind of things. So before we get stuck into that, which I, yeah, I know is going to be really, really helpful for my listeners, please just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, of course. Um, thank you again for having me. Um, so my name is Vicky Silverthorne and I'm a professional organiser. Um, my business was born in 2010. It's called You Need a Vicky. And we go into people's homes for many, 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 many different reasons. Every single day is different. But the thing that's the same is um, we will declutter and organise people's homes. Um, that could look like one day sorting someone's kitchen out that isn't flowing. Uh, the next day it could be someone's wardrobe. Someone might have way too many handbags. And then there is the more serious side of things, which is helping people after a breakup or a divorce, perhaps helping people move house or even helping people after a death or bereavement. So there's a real, real scale of how we help people and what we do. Um, but predominantly, yeah, coming into a problem. And we like to say that we leave, hopefully, um, helping with solutions to that problem. Gosh, I love that. I love the name of your company, by the way. You need a Vicky. I mean, that's just awesome. I mean, I think everyone needs a Vicky. Maybe needs three or four of you, actually, to be <laughs> true. Um, and I love the fact you said, um, if your kitchen isn't flowing, explain to me what you mean by that, because I, I don't understand that. <laughs> Yeah, no, of course. Okay, so imagine you've got a family kitchen, maybe you've got four or five people in your home and in the morning, you know, what sounds simple is everybody has some breakfast and then gets on. But take those five people, put everything in the wrong place, in the wrong location in your kitchen and suddenly you've got mayhem. So we will literally, it looks a bit strange sometimes, but open every single cupboard within that kitchen, look at their location, what have you got stored, where is it stored, is it practical? Um and tweak things and move things around so that there is just this more natural flow to the kitchen to make things a lot easier. Simple example of that is, you know, to make a cup of tea or coffee, sometimes people are sort of darting around their kitchen to get the spoon and then the cup and then the, the 
we will make a tea and coffee station where your cups are above your tea and coffee with a little jar of spoons underneath and it's right next door to the fridge and the kettle. You know, tiny tweaks like that that make a huge difference. Thinking about my kitchen now and thinking, yeah, I, nothing like that is in my kitchen. I am walking to the fridge, back to the kettle, up to the, the yeah. cupboard with the tea bags. Oh my goodness, I need you more than I realised already. Okay, great. So, I mean, a lot of my listeners right now are going to be going through heartbreak. Maybe that means coming out of a divorce, you're having to either move out of your house and downsize, which can be really tough if you're used to living in the family home with lots of stuff, with lots of storage as well. They can just put those bags and shove that box in there and you can't even remember what's in it. Um, you know, that kind of thing can be really daunting to get started, can't it? Yeah. And other people might find themselves in a situation where they're staying in the same home, but they're having to take all their excess stuff out, which again, just leaves big gaps and that can be really difficult. So how would you go about working with people in those situations? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say there's sort of, you know, you've said a couple of them there. We work with people who are staying within a house, a family house maybe, that's been built together. And, you know, every single corner they look in, there's kind of what I describe as a ghost. You know, whether they chose the colour of the skirting board or um, picked a table together that's still in that house, you know, that every single item carries a memory. In that scenario, we would make sure we had a really good chat with our client to look at what they want to achieve, you know, because it's not necessarily what people would imagine. It's not sort of wiping out what was there before and creating a whole new uh, space environment colours just to delete everything that was there. Um, you know, that might be something that sort of needs to happen slowly over a period of time. So it's really important for us to enormously listen to what our client wants to achieve and also advise if they have no idea because they've been dealing with paperwork maybe a divorce maybe you know all the logistics and administrative side of, of things that involve a split so that's the key thing is listening to them and then it's, it might be a scenario where you know like you said uh, a partner has moved out or our client is the person moving out and um, Every single person we work with in this heartbreak scenario has different needs, different desires. They want to achieve different things. And I would say there is never, ever, ever anything that is the same. So number one, hugely listening. Number two is then our team full of positivity arriving at the client's home. Again, speaking in the morning, we always start the day with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and having a look around their space. Um, which they probably described to us a bit already, having a good look around their space and then starting where the client naturally feels they wish to start. And if they're not sure or they don't want to make that decision, then we make it for them. And usually it's a declutter to start with. Um, again, like you said, it can be hugely emotional. You know, always tears, always tears. Of course there's tears heart-wrenching tears um, but we have to show obviously and want to show compassion at all times take regular breaks never push for a decision it's a really important thing for me to say what we do is not like on tv there's no like brownie points for how many things you get rid of you know there's no brownie points for how many black bags are filled up for the charity shop it's simply not like that we're serious organizers not novelty organizers who fill cupboards full of white baskets um, you know that's how i'd class serious organizers so we're working with our clients to make sure we're achieving exactly what they want to one end of the scale 
could be the client wants to ditch everything, repaint every single wall, get new furniture in, and that's fine. And what's also fine is the client who isn't ready to change their surroundings yet or the client who wants to take all of their furniture to their new apartment or their new home exactly as it is. There is no right and there is no wrong. Um, it's about us supporting them in what they wish to achieve. Sounds brilliant, because I know from my coaching that everybody's different. And it might be the same scenario, like going through a breakup, downsizing, moving out, but actually everybody is so different. So I guess when you get to that bit where maybe it's the wedding dress or it's the albums, I mean, what do you do with those? Do you, do you put them somewhere outside? Do you put them in storage? You know, what, can, what can people do with those things that probably trigger quite a lot of upset, but actually, you know, at the same time, something that is valuable to them and, and reminds them of actually what was one of the best days of their life? Yeah, in fact, a wedding dress is such a good example because as you can imagine, we've come across many. And there are usually a few choices and options Um for our clients so obviously our question is always what what would you like to do do you have an idea you know would you like to keep this which will um obviously be fine would you like to get rid of it also fine um a lot of people will want to just box it up put it up high away somewhere and just sit on that thought for a while they're not ready to get rid and um, other clients are very ready to get rid but will want to do something almost charitable with the item. Um, there are beautiful um, charities out there. I'd say with the wedding dress, there's probably five, six, seven, eight things that you can actually do with it. It can be made into um, small dresses for tiny babies. It, they can be uh, recycled um, and made into wedding dresses for other people. Um, there are so many things. So we will sit there and do some research with the client Again, throwing that positive spin into what can we do with this rather than just sending it to a charity shop. Um, other people are absolutely fine with that. Other people would want to sell them. Um, again, like you said, everyone is different. Everyone will have a different idea. But it's okay to put it up in the loft. And it's okay if you don't uh, want to get rid of it for five years or ten years. It's all okay. Um, and I think yeah. that's what we make really clear. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, not putting pressure on people to make those decisions because they will come to that eventually, but it probably will speed up the process a little bit. But actually, it's, it's really healthy, isn't it? Because you know, getting rid of stuff and decluttering is not just a physical thing for your home. It also has a massive emotional impact on clients too. Is this what you see? Oh, I mean, it's huge. Like you say, it's, it's not just about... Uh, changing what your home looks like visually or ch or changing and clearing out the cupboards you know oh my goodness is it so much deeper than that to give you a few examples of which there are many there have been studies that show when you decrease your visual distraction i.e the amount of items that are around you your positivity can go up your energy levels can go up it can increase your productivity, no end. There are so many benefits that you wouldn't necessarily automatically think about um, when you think of decluttering. Um, of course, it makes things look visually different as well, which is without a doubt a positive thing. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches 
are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. Every item in your home, and this is the way I see it, every item in your home that you own, whether it's behind a cupboard, whether it's on a wall, um, in a drawer, you are responsible for everything. That is, that is an item, as it were, sort of on your shoulders. It's an emotional and a physical responsibility. By shedding some of these items, especially the ones you don't use and you don't think about or need, that you can live without, is a strong saying, you are shedding a load of responsibility. And what better time to do that than when you are going through a breakup and have a million other things to think about, to action, to do, all of those things that involve obviously splitting up. And it does really clear your mind out, isn't it? It's like a detox. It's like a detox of your house, but also a detox of you internally, because it really is letting go of some of that pressure. And I think also some of those trigger points that are going to make you remember maybe the breakup or some of the difficult difficult memories of maybe happy times then but when you think about it now you might be thinking gosh I'm missing out so actually getting rid of all those must be incredible I mean I'm really really excited by what you do because I really think it must help so many people just give them a completely fresh start I know that a lot of my clients when they're going through a breakup find it hard to make decisions so I mean they're making a lot of decisions anyway when you're going through the breakup about where they're going to live how much money they're going to have how they're going to survive on the new budget maybe you know arrangements with the children so you know how do they actually make decisions on things like what do I keep and what do I throw out if if for example you know they've been in a in a bigger family home and they're downsizing as so many people have to do during a breakup and obviously that doesn't mean it's for life it's just that next phase means they're going to have to declutter and get rid of stuff and then build again would you recommend if they're keeping hold of things as you said if that's their decision do they put that in storage or you know if they're going somewhere smaller how do they manage that you know there has to be it's a bit of a boring side to it but there has to be a level of practicality involved um what does the new space look like you're moving into how much can you actually fit in there as opposed to squeezing in there and the, what sometimes helps with that, um, especially if obviously you've chosen some of the furniture with your with your ex-partner, um, the person that you've broken up with, um, is thinking about sentimentality versus how long you've owned something. We naturally seem to put the stamp of sentimental on any item that we've owned for a long time. It doesn't mean it's sentimental. It just means we've owned it for a long time. So I think it's key to initially separate the items that really are sentimental and that you really love um, from the ones that have simply been in your life for a long time. And it might sort of help you rethink um, and find it a little bit easier to let go of the table, for example, that you've had for 30 years, but you don't really like anymore, but you've labelled it sentimental. It's not sentimental. You just had it a long time. 
Um, that, that's definitely one key tip that people always uh, seem to like. Um, the second thing, I think if you're doing it yourself, and like you say, you've got a million other things to do, I actually think it's okay, and I'm not a big fan of storage, um, but I th actually think it's okay to put items into a short-term storage. And I would absolutely uh, emphasise short-term there. Um, this isn't something you're putting off dealing with. It's something emotionally you, you simply can't deal with right now. And what I would hate to do is people to do a decluttering, start the decluttering process and make hasty decisions in the height of all of these emotions. Can you imagine how heartbreaking it would be to look back after you and go, I wish I hadn't have got rid of that. But, you know, I wasn't I wasn't quite myself at that time. So I made bad decisions. So. Again, not a big fan of storage, but when is the right time to use storage? I think that is definitely one of the right times. So things you find that you're going to struggle to make decisions on put in temporary storage and give yourself that date that you can come back to it with. I think having a declutter before you move, again, is a fantastic idea. There's no point in, you know, number one, paying for the removals meant to take a load of stuff that you know that you're not going to keep. And two, when you're boxes arrive in your home, in your new property, um, it's going to be so much easier to unpack and, and feel like you've uh, completed the unpacking process um, by having things only that you are going to keep. Great advice. So when you go to someone's house to do the decluttering, do they need to be with you all the time as you're going through? I guess they need to be pretty involved in that process, right? What I like to say to, to new clients is if they, they can be there throughout the day to dip in and dip out, that's ideal. And um, we always need them in the morning. And then there's always a, always a period of time once they've made some decisions on items and belongings and areas and spaces um, that we can carry on working on that area without them putting things away, folding things um, and putting it back together. And then we'll be pulling things out of the next section. So they'll always have a period where they can step away, have a cup of tea, take a breath step outside um, and sort of recenter themselves and then we'll call them back in again. So dipping in and out of the day um, is kind of a necessity to what we do in order for the whole day to, to be more efficient and uh, flow properly. <laughs> so if someone's listening to this right now and they're thinking, right, okay, I really, this is motivating me. I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to start working on decluttering, but there's so much, I just don't know where to start. Yeah. What are your top tips for doing it yourself and what do you need? What sort of tools do you need to be able to do it? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this because the last thing I'd want to do is someone to disappear, press pause on this and off they go. Uh, it's so, so vital to listen to a few bits of advice first. Um, the first tip I'd give is do not put every single item in that room out and think that you can declutter, organise, get everything away immaculately. Um, probably within the day. I mean, if you've got time, fantastic. If you don't have to use that room again, maybe that evening, that's okay. But I would say it is a mammoth task to do that in any room. And I'm using, a, you know, the average room as an example. Choose a, a section. If, if we're talking about bedrooms, choose a chest of drawers and start with a drawer. The idea is to work on it and then complete it without pulling anything else out so you feel that proper sense of achievement what we don't want is someone pulling out a whole chest of drawers starting it working on it 
and then getting a bit bored, shoving it back in, and then never going back to it again because it scarred them. Um, we, we always want to end on a positive, and it doesn't matter if you get one draw done a day. You know, keep keep chipping away at that space. You'll still feel fantastic. You know, even organising your sock drawer, you'll still feel great the next morning, and it's a sock drawer. You'll still feel that buzz of achievement when you open that drawer the next day. Um, so yeah, chip chip away at it. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Only ever start something that you can complete in a short period of time. Yeah, and and there's no rush. There's no huge rush. Don't put the pressure on yourself. What do people do with the stuff then that they're taking out? What are their options? Do they need somewhere to store them, or where would you take things that you don't want anymore? And um, there's a number of places. I'd almost say everything you come across in your home, there's there's somewhere that it can go. But I think there's also an element of giving yourself a bit of a break. Um, a lot of people will say and gather a mass of clothes saying we're going to sell these. Uh, and those three big back bags will sit under somebody's stairs or in someone's hallway for the next three years without exaggeration. So if you're selling things, what I'd firstly say is be super selective. And just pick the cream of the crop and as little as possible and then send the rest to charity and realise that that clear space and that completion on your job that you've just completed, that you've just done, is the good feeling that, that you need right now. Obviously, I'm not saying be wasteful with money and items, but I mean... Sometimes you have to look at your time versus the money that you're going to get. And reselling items, often you don't get a lot back. That's definitely one of the tips of where to send things. Uh, second is obviously simply the charity shops. The third would be there are refuge and recycle places, depending on what you've got time. There's small electricals can be recycled. Laptops can be recycled. Everything you put your hand on in your home can basically be reused or recycled. It just takes a little bit of research. Um, but again, don't put the pressure on yourself. If you're pretty good most of the time, it's OK not to be immaculate with this all of the time. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because I'm definitely guilty of having bags of clothes that I'm going to sell or going to even take to charity that just sit in my garage, actually, uh, for many years. In fact, probably a lot more than three. So, yes, I can vouch for that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's given me palpitations just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. I definitely need you, Vicky, in my life. Okay. So this is amazing stuff. This is really, really useful. And I know it's going to help so many people who are listening right now, just giving them some ideas of what they can do. And I also think it's going to dial down some of the emotional stress and also give them something else to focus on. Because when you're going through a breakup, sometimes it's all consuming. But doing something like this is actually making positive steps forward towards your future as well. Almost sort of detoxing so you can start to put some new stuff back in your life and, and enter that new phase so this is all really great stuff now I know that you've also got other businesses you need a other thing so tell us about that because again going through a breakup I always talk about creating your breakup support team of people that can help you do the things that maybe you're just no good at or maybe your ex used to do for you so tell us about those yeah, it's exactly what you said. We wanted this kind of like little network of um, people of businesses just to be able to support people completely. So You Need Vicky was born in 2010 and very soon after came You Need a PA, which is pay-as-you-go PA services, both on-site and virtually, as and when you need them. You know, some clients will book us for a day in their home to open the post and sort the filing out, and that's all they want once a week 
once every couple of weeks and other clients will simply use us for the positive parts um, only, which is the booking the restaurant, sort me out a holiday. Um, any of those things are absolutely fine. Um, but it's definitely without a doubt involves, all involves taking things off our clients' uh, mental to-do lists and physical sometimes um, and putting them onto the PA's shoulders. Um, it's clearing headspace for the other things that they can get on with. And especially again in this scenario, um, I think that can be extremely useful. And the other business is you need an IT guy. He does anything from, you know, switching all of your old computer kit that was all linked to one house and your media and everything like that, all the things that I don't understand, um, you know, and then going to your new property, switching it all over there, you know, looking things like the intricate deal details in laptops and um, all the passwords. And, and like you say, you know, your ex-partner might have looked after all that side of things. You may have no idea. So they're there really to support our clients and make sure everything is sort of smoothly handed over, passed over um, and changed, uh, whether it's new property or just a new owner. And then the final business is you need a nutritional therapist. You know, I, I don't think it's unfair to say that a lot of people can almost... Um, forget to look after themselves and that can have a knock-on effect with mental health and looking after yourself and how you're feeling um, so you need a nut nutritional therapist very much supports that side of things uh, functional medicine she's a hormone specialist she is absolutely amazing you know, not just saying, you know, eat a bit more lettuce and have a couple more salads and you'll be fine this goes into intricate uh, detail about how your body's working or not working um, and how you can help it and uh, for someone who's gone through uh, working with her myself it's a life changer it really wow. is yeah so that's that that's kind of little the collective we call it that's our collective gosh I love that and I think all these things are also very useful if you are having that life change where a partner's left or maybe you've left and you're wanting to start again because a lot of those things cause us a lot of stress like oh my goodness how am I going to manage the IT um, if I move house you know how am I going to set up my office if you you work from home at the moment all those things can put pressure on if you're never been used to doing that and sometimes it's the little things like that cause a huge amount of anxiety yeah. well I mean gosh this has been amazing thank you so much tell us a little bit about your book because I know that you've got uh, a book out yeah, my book came out a few years ago now. It's called Start With Your Sock Drawer. And it's a real, really a, a practical guide, never rules. I never say what are the rules. It's a practical guide to how to live a less cluttered life and how that looks, how to go about it. And we go into a lot more detail, yes, about the benefits for everybody in the family, from the children to the parents to anyone, anyone at all. Um, yeah had some great positive feedback about it I was really pleased with that achievement um and I couldn't believe I was writing a book that's what it is it's a guide that's available on Amazon it is yeah that's available on on Amazon couple of clicks and it'll be with you the next day <laughs> awesome awesome so please let my listeners know how can they find you if they wanted to work with you or find out more about your services Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So my uh, Instagram is at Vicky, and I'm always putting updates on there. Um, and the website, which has everything on it, is www.youneedavicky, all spelt in full, um, dot com. 
um, and that's definitely the best way. Send an inquiry and we will pick it up straight away. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been really fascinating for me and I'm sure lots and lots of people listening. Just my one final question before we go. Um, my podcast, as you know, is called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I think it's really important to identify what happiness is for you so that you can spot it along the way, even when you are going through some of these life changes, which can be quite tough to navigate. So, Vicky, what is happiness for you? Happiness for me is a home full of people, my people, and spending time with my daughter in nature, outdoors, on adventures. And it is simple, back to basics, happiness, great food, great surroundings, great people. I feel like I know what life is about now. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all learned a lot more to appreciate the basics in life, especially during the pandemic. And I think going back to basics could be so rewarding. And it's interesting, actually, when I ask this question to so many of my guests, everybody says very similar things it's all about being with their loved ones and just being outside in nature and so it's a great thing to think about as well when you're about to go shopping and clutter your home up <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well thank you so much for being a guest you've been absolutely fabulous and thank you so much for joining us thank you so much again thank you that's it for today's episode. Be sure to head on over to at you need a Vicky to find out more about Vicky's services. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sarah's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com, where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.